0: This is the Thursday, April 22nd edition of the Daily Wager podcast. A lot to get through, obviously, with NBA, baseball, and even maybe a draft prop. One week from today is when the draft is. So settle in. We'll get you in and out in under 10 minutes. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top rated daily fantasy app. I am Doug Kazarian, joined now by Tyler Fulgham. Tyler, how are you, my friend? Doing well this morning,
1: Doug. Uh, ready to dive in with some NBA and a NFL draft prop I think you need to jump on now before the price changes.
0: All right. It's a lot of fun. Obviously, draft prop betting has been picking up more and more the last couple of years. Tons of props out there. We'll get into a little nibble later on. Uh, let's start in the NBA, though, because there's just so much going on. And uh, the big news right now in the association, I guess if there is one, outside of the races for all the playoff seating is Anthony Davis returning for the Lakers we're just not sure when the Lakers are going to be at full strength but they're among among the betting favorites right now still because everyone's expecting them to kind of flip the switch the defending champs get back in the swing but my thing is the first game back is always going to be a little tentative Frank Vogel said he's only going to play about 15 minutes AD tonight in Dallas and I just think when something like that happens one school thought is it rejuvenates everyone the other is kind of throws everything off and I just don't think this Laker team is very good right now without LeBron and AD and AD playing limited minutes. Uh, I'm going to lay the four with Dallas at home. I just trust them more. I think they're deep enough to match the Lakers' depth and shooting. And then also they're well coached with um, Rick Carlisle. So I'll lay the three and a half at some places and four at others. I think, I think the Mavs uh, are the right side. And I think you can always play out of it if you need to, if you don't like what you see. But it's pretty consistent three and a half right now across the board.
1: Yeah, and I also kind of like the under – uh, in this matchup as well, you have two teams that one, the Lakers have the highest under percentage in the NBA. Dallas is third highest under percentage in the NBA. So two teams that. Um, you know, have tremendous star power, but don't necessarily like putting up points. That's because Lakers still the best defensive team in the NBA, even through the injuries. And I wonder if their pace is going to slow a little bit, especially when Anthony Davis is on the floor. I have to imagine they're not going to want him to be sprinting up and down the floor, trying to get loose on fast breaks in his first game back. So I lean towards the under in that matchup as well.
0: All right. That makes sense on that front. I, uh, my second play is going to be a first half under yesterday depending on the number you got, but we just missed it. There was a flurry of points at the end, but I'm going to go first half under with the Suns and Celtics. Obviously what Phoenix is doing, they've been on an impressive run, back-to-back wins with Milwaukee and Philly, both on the road. I see the Celtics, you got Tatum, excuse me, not Tatum, Jalen Brown is questionable right now. No Robert Williams as well. Uh, A lot of moving parts. Phoenix likes to bleed the clock, if you will. So I'm going to go first half with the sprinkle on the first quarter under, but first half under 107 and a half.
1: Yeah, and I do like the Suns uh, over the course of the entire game. I'll be patient and wait the 48 minutes, but I'll lay the three and a half against Boston. You just mentioned some of the issues that Boston may be dealing with in terms of um, not having their roster there uh, in full. We know Robert Williams and Evan Fournier are out. Jalen Brown is also doubtful with his shoulder, and Jason Tatum is questionable as well. Phoenix has the second best ATS record in the NBA, and right now they're just playing more meaningful basketball as they try and jockey for that one seed in the Western Conference. They need to keep winning games games because Jazz aren't losing and the Clippers are right behind them and the Clippers aren't losing any games even as they continue to sit you know Kawhi Leonard and um uh Paul George from time to time so uh, I like the Suns in this matchup even though it's another game they played again last night in a tough one against Philadelphia uh, I'll lay the three and a half against Boston because I'm, a, I'm figuring Boston is not quite at full strength there's one other NBA game I wanted to touch on it's a I total- just want to
0: interrupt you real quick it's actually gone down to two and a half so there's been a little okay. bit of a line move I mean yesterday Ooh. we saw this with the Suns game it went from one to three and a half within like minutes because of the speculation um, on and beat and everything like that. And the Simmons ended up being out with Tobias Harris, but yeah, no, that's crazy.
1: Two and a half makes me feel more comfortable, but that, that, that means likely that, you know, either Tatum who is questionable or Jalen Brown, you know, word out is that one of them is probably going to be available for this game. I would guess that it would be Tatum more so than Brown. That's going to be playing for the yeah. Boston Celtics. So even then, um, I, I, I like the price. If it keeps getting better for, and the spread, if it keeps getting closer uh, to the Celtics, uh, I'll lay whatever, uh, what I can get on the Phoenix suns in this matchup. Cause I do think they win and win um, by more than a couple of possessions. Now uh, back to that other game I want to discuss. doesn't quite have the cachet of, you know, AD returning and sun Celtics, but the Pelicans and magic are on the slate. And anytime I see the magic, I try to bet against them. Pelicans are not quite Doug consistent enough for me to pick that yeah. side, but I have noticed a trend with points being scored in their game. So two twenty two is the total. I will go over. First off, the Magic are not going to be able to stop Zion Williamson in the New Orleans offense. They're 24th in the NBA in defensive rating. They don't have a big body who could handle Zion in the paint. I think his point prop is 29 and a half. I'd likely go over that as well. But I think we're looking at a 30, 35-point game from Zion in this one. Similarly, the Pelicans' defense is actually even worse than Orlando. They're 27th in the NBA in defensive rating. So even though the Magic don't have good offensive players, Their offense will likely be operating near its ceiling, which admittedly is lower than most teams given their um, personnel. But they'll be operating at, you know, good efficiency for the group that they have. So if they can just give me 100, 105 points, I think that the Pelicans will give me 115, 120 points and we'll go over. I looked at the schedule, too, for the Pelicans and 12 of their last 13 games have featured 222 points or more. So they've been involved in some high-scoring shootouts lately. So I'll go over 222 in this matchup
0: with the Lowly Magic. All right. I have a prop from baseball. Look, it's pretty um, conventional thought here. You have Padres and Dodgers opening up a four-game set at Chavez Ravine after their electric series last weekend in San Diego. Walker Buehler, my man crush, is going for the (laughs) Dodgers. And uh, Padres are sending Ryan Weathers. Not that I think he's this, you know – Cy Young material, but he is enough for me to get involved in the no score first inning minus a buck 20. Just because I love Mueller, I think he'll take care of things. And obviously, the Dodgers are banged up at the top of the lineup now, they are so deep and everything like that. But just minus 120 for no run in the first seems like a, a solid play it for me.
1: All right, I'll, I'll round it out with a uh, prop in the NFL draft. Like I said, um, offensive tackle out of Oregon, Pene Sewell to go under. Five and a half in the first round for his draft position, plus 155 is the price on that. And that's why I'm attacking it right now and urging you to do the same because I wonder if this is the best price we're going to get as we lead up closer to the draft come next week. Um, Cincinnati can improve three spots on their offensive line if they draft Sewell, who is a generational talent. At offensive tackle, much like Jamar Chase is at wide receiver, much like Kyle Pitts is at tight end. But if they draft Sewell and put him at left tackle, Riley Reeve, who they signed as a free agent, can play right tackle. And Jonah Williams, who they drafted to be their left tackle of the future two years ago out of Alabama, can slide to left guard. And that might help him because Williams has only played in 10 of 32 possible games in his two years in the NFL and Sewell's just a better left tackle prospect anyways than Jonah Williams. Wide receiver is also an easier position to find dynamic players later in the draft. We, we've seen that over recent years. And you can also, I know people want to team Jamar Chase with his former quarterback there in Cincinnati, but at pick number 38 in the second round, Cincinnati can go get the other dynamic wide receiver out of LSU, Terrence Marshall Jr. He could be available at number 38 there. So even though you don't get Chase, you can still get a good wide receiver at 38. Get the, ta- get the tackle spot, which is more important for your quarterbacks' development than wide receivers. You got to keep Joe Burrow upright and healthy. We saw him miss last year with the injury. So I say go under five and a half for Penny Sewell plus 155 Buy that now, because I wonder if that price is going to change. We get closer to next Thursday.
0: Full disclosure. I bet over five and a half, like two or three weeks ago, minus Oh five. I obviously wouldn't do it at the current price. I just think there's so much misinformation out there, moving parts, but you're right. It comes down to the Bengals because of all the quarterbacks and pits at the top. Right. Um, they could go receiver who knows i just i I took the vikes i knew that the market would move just because it comes down to one team essentially for sewell who's grades off the charts to your point um Mm -hmm. but i know uh, burrow at least reported that he's been lobbying for jamar chase (laughs) but there's a chance also Pitts is available there too if depending on what the falcons do with their quarterback of the future if you will if they go with that at four or we see some trades but a lot more draft talk over the next week i'm also taping uh a podcast with a Las Vegas review journal writer who also covers betting coming up in a little bit. So if you want to check that out behind the bets podcast, will post that. But for now that does it for us in and out in under 10 minutes as promised. Don't forget rate review, subscribe, all that good stuff. We need the analytics, if you will. And we'll be back with you guys tomorrow here on the daily wager podcast.